0: Here is my reality reflection for today. Hello, everyone. So the readings today were awesome, as usual. And if you don't read daily readings, please get into the habit, because God speaks to you through His Word. The Bible is awesome. And today, every single part of it, (laughs) the reading, the Psalms, the Alleluia, the Gospel, everything spoke to me. And it all was summarized into the two greatest commandments. Love thy God, the one and only God, with your whole mind, body, soul, and strength, and thy neighbor as thyself. But then the kick of reality came in, and that was the one, two, three punch for me. (laughs) So let me just recap a little bit. I'm not going to read it all, so don't worry. But the first reading, James chapter 2, verses 1 through 9, had everything to do with, hey, don't be judging others. Don't be having a party and putting the rich guy at the head of the table and the poor one at the, you know, feet of your body or telling him to stand over there in the corner. That ain't cool because, and this is a quote from the actual reading, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. Okay. Then, of course, the Psalm. Lord, the Lord hears the cry of the poor. The cry of the poor means the poor in spirit. And I think a lot of people always think when you talk about poor and rich, it has something to do with actual monetary goods, but a lot of the time it's talking about the poor in spirit, the poor in faith, the, and the rich in faith, and it has nothing to do with your monetary wealth, whether you are given riches or faith, right? I mean, look at how, who God chose. God chose most of the poor, fishermen and just plain old folk who weren't educated and weren't the high priests in, in the temple, right? So faith is a gift and it's given to whoever God grants it to and gives that grace. Then the hallelujah, your words, Lord, are spirit and life. You have the words of everlasting life. So again, another reason why it's darn important to be reading the Bible every single day. And the daily readings are awesome because they go through a story. It's helping us walk through the life of Jesus at a certain season of the year like we're approaching Lent. The last part was Mark chapter 8 verses 27 through 33 and this is when you know Jesus asked his disciples, apostles, hey who do they say that I am? And they give him kind of this common folk response and then he looks at them and he says well who do you say that I am? And Peter says, oh, you're the Christ, plainly, right? And then they Jesus said, yes, I am. I am God. But guess what? I am going to be captured, rejected by the high priests. Uh, they're going to kill me. And I'm going to rise after three days. And this is where the third punch of reality comes into play. And Peter was like, dude, come on, that can't happen. You're God. No way. And then God looked at Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. You are not thinking as God does, but as human beings do. All right, let's wrap all this together because we are human beings, right? And we are faulty. We have sin, judgment, and things in our lives that we need God's grace to get over, to improve on, We have vices in our lives that we have to practice virtues to combat. Uh, Every single one of us are in a different stage in our journey. But I will tell you this, what it means to pray incessantly to God is to be aware of your shortcomings and your vision of reality. My reality, which is why this podcast is called Reality Reflections, is flipped completely upside down. I no longer think of my life and the world in the same perspective, because I now have the eyes of faith. And that is the difference between how you and me, this is not a pointing finger thing, right? Excuse me, how you are out there engaging with the world and this is where praying incessantly comes into play in the beginning of my journey all i was doing was learning the faith learning about catholicism understanding the teachings god was bringing me to the truth and then i had to look at myself in the mirror and say oh my gosh i am brutal i gotta change everything in my life holy cow how am i going to do that well, guess what? I am not going to do that. Well, I tried. (laughs) I tried to do it on my own. I tried to change almost everything overnight, kept falling. And I'm talking falling back into serious sin, running back to confession, going back out in the world, falling back into that sin, running back to confession. It was this vicious cycle until finally I realized, wait a minute, There's this thing called God's grace. And there's this beautiful opportunity for me to go to him when I feel these things or when I feel these temptations or when I slip and I treat someone poorly or I immediately judge them or even when I have a bad thought. God is there always. So after I started offering these things to God. So I would be, I would say it, you know, I would say something out loud, like in the the beginning, it was my swearing. You know, I dropped the F bomb and I'd be like, oh Lord, I am so sorry. I would say it either out loud or in my head, like I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I offer that one to you. And I kept bringing him into my life. And then I would make judgments. I'm still doing that. Do do not think that this isn't a constant daily battle. This is why we should pray always. And praying just means being aware of God in your life and trying to be holier, trying to be more loving. That's where everything resides. Everything is in the heart of love. So when I have a bad thought, whether it's about me, my husband, someone that I'm, you know, at at church with, or I'm just like, God, that person annoys me so much, I stop and I immediately say, God, help me take that thought and purify it. I need your grace. I need your love and charity oozing through me because we all have reality and reality is not everybody's on the journey. Not everybody understands what it is that we're doing in our lives, trying to be better people, trying to live virtuous lives, and getting closer to God, the Catholic Church, the beautiful sacraments. It's a challenge. It's reality. And at the same time, we've got Satan beating at us every moment to try and be that judgmental person, to pull us into sin, and to bring us to hell, right? Right? This is the battle. This is the spiritual battle that results in the two commandments and why God is first. Because we, as fallen human beings, cannot do number two without number one. So today, as you go through the day and you slip up, you swear, or you you know, yell at someone or you're flipping someone off in your car because they cut you off. I used this example the other day. There's a lot of road rage out there. Praise God, I do not have that anymore because I was literally one of those angry, angry drivers. I couldn't stand people on the road. <laughs> you better get out of my way. So if Whatever it is, maybe you're snippy with your husband. Maybe you're angry with your kids. Maybe it's the person that you work with day in and day out. Just every moment you have a bad thought, every moment you let a phrase slip out of your mouth and you catch it, apologize to God. Say, God, I'm sorry. Give me the grace to be a better person. Give me a grace to practice that virtue of charity and love and kindness and generosity. The fruits of the Holy Spirit are what help us, but we have to practice virtue. It doesn't just happen. We can't just say, God, give me the magic bullet and make me this beautiful Jesus walking creature. It is a daily, daily surrender to God and a daily call to God. That's when you also say, oh my gosh, I actually love that person. So when these graces come into your life, and they will and you will see and other people will see it in you. I remember when my husband started seeing patience uh, grow in me. And I was telling him, listen, I've asked to God to work on the virtue of patience. And I continued to tell him that, I, you know, when I get angry or when I'm impatient, I just look up and I say, God, I'm giving it to you. So I shared this with my husband And after a couple of weeks, he's like, oh my gosh, I can see such a change in you. But then there would be a day where we would be waiting in a line at the grocery store and we're trying to get out of there and I would get impatient. And he would even look at me, he would say, honey, give it to God. And so that is the reality. The reality is the journey isn't always upward progress, You might have a great day, you might have an awful day, you might have a wonderful hour and then the next hour you're in a world of hurt, you know? Um, But the point that I'm really trying to make is that's where having God in your life, like always keeping him on the top of your mind to help you through everything and thanking him for the wonderful moments that you do have and apologizing to him and giving it to him when you don't. And then asking him, purify my thoughts. I ask the Holy Spirit and my guardian angel, purify my thoughts, please, please. Because even though I don't say it out loud, right, I'm still feeling it in my heart. And God knows my heart. It's not just a matter of holding your tongue. It's really changing your heart and, and what you really feel. It's a deep one today, but it's a good one. And I think we all can benefit from loving others and keeping God the center of our life and constantly going to him throughout the day. If you keep doing this, maybe this is your Lenten practice, keep God in your mind. And when you say something, you'll be aware of it. Trust me, all of a sudden you'll be talking to God all day. And that is what he wants. That's what he means by making God the center of your life and asking him to soften your heart and to give you these beautiful graces so that you can be the light. So get on out there and keep God in your life and love thy neighbor. All right, everyone. Have a blessed and inspired day. Take care.